You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,258, and it's our interview 1,571. We've been on the air since March of 2009 with the longest-running business podcast from Orange County, California. Mariposa Women and Family Center is a nonprofit organization that specializes in women's mental health issues, from counseling, mental health, drugs and alcohol support, domestic violence, and professional training. Mariposa helps improve the well-being of women, children, and their family. That's why I've invited Dr. Krista Driver, who's the CEO for Mariposa, to be here today to share more. If you'd like to learn more about our CEO peer groups or this radio show podcast, visit our company's website at criticalmass4business.com. Dr. Driver, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start with my pleasure. Let's start with um, maybe you can give our audience a little context for you, sort of your path to... Who I am. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay. I have a doctorate in psychology. And I got entered the field really for two reasons. One, because I've always been fascinated by other people's stories. And the other reason is because of my own story. So I was born to a 15-year-old uh, drug addict. We were homeless, living in a van. And I was eventually taken away from her and put into foster care mm. and adopted just before my fourth birthday. And you know, really, my life kind of evolved from there in... That was an original obstacle that I had to overcome. And so really I entered this field to help other people overcome obstacles that they may face in their life. Hmm. And that was my beginning. And I uh, had a private practice. I was working in a hospital. I was supervising a couple places. And, you know, I decided I just wanted one nine to five job. And so I closed all that down and I joined Mariposa in 2011. And it has not been nine to five since I've gotten <laughs> I was there. Thinking but you went the wrong not at all. But I love my job and I love what we do and the mission that we that we serve. And in the eight and a half years that I've been with Mariposa, we've served about 25,000 individuals. Okay. And to put that in perspective, the Honda Center holds 18,000 people. Wow. And so that's a, quite a number of people that we've served in the time that I've been there. And I just love the work that we do. Okay. So let's talk about the mission of the organization. What is Mariposa's mission? Well, Mariposa started in 1977 and it was founded by Fran McGowan. And Fran was an alcoholic. And what she realized then was it was a man's world in AA and there really wasn't a place to go for women to go to get specialized treatment. And so she opened Mariposa as that place. Mm-hmm. And when the women started coming, she realized that they had all these other issues that were you know, leading into their addiction, such as domestic violence, a lot of trauma, sexual abuse. And so they expanded programming to work with those issues. And that's how we've evolved since 1977. And that was the, the base... Um, of Mariposa, how we started, and we continue that mission today. What is the history or thinking behind the name? Is there? I don't know that there was. Okay. Mariposa means butterfly in Spanish, and okay. so it kind of it lends itself to the transformation process. Right. And so I'm, I don't know if that was their thinking, but that's my thinking. Sure. So I listed many kind of services that you offer, counseling, mental health, drugs, alcohol support. Those sound like discrete things that you can do but from what you just said it sounds like the same person may need multiple they access could to your they services. could be multiple and you know what i know in my life 
is that everybody's impacted by mental health at some point in their life. It doesn't discriminate across socioeconomic lines or race right. or gender, and everybody can be impacted. And so it really isn't something for the other people to deal with. It's something for all of us to deal with. And we really want to serve everyone in that capacity. So I had a, um, once a quarter, I bring all my community together, my peer group community, and we had a speaker, and he was talking about, he said, and he was talking about the challenges that entrepreneurs have with stress and mental health. Exactly. And he was saying, you know, if I was there and I fell down and I broke my arm, everybody in the room would kind of know what to do. And he went through the compress it, call 911, do the things. If I'm bleeding, help me to stop bleeding. He said, but if I had an episode where I was, you know, mental health episode, he said, most of you would probably be very uncomfortable and some of you might leave the room. You, you wouldn't know how to deal with it. People don't know how to have a conversation about it. We don't know how to talk about mental exactly. health issues, do we? Exactly. It's almost like we keep it to ourselves. And it's so many people deal with it. And they're trying to self-help where if they had a physical ailment, they they may not try to repair their knee. Yeah. They would go to a specialist. But here, for whatever reason, it's hard to ask for help for mental health. Correct, yes. And it's hopefully we can realize that that's something that is, as you said, many people get touched by it in the course of their life. Yeah, right? and I think the more we have the dialogue about it and reduce the stigmas around it, the more people would present for treatment that otherwise wouldn't. Right, so I, I assume that maybe people come to Mariposa for one thing, but as you said, the founder realized that they came maybe to help with an addiction, but then there are other issues that are either contributing to that or right. in the environment that if you don't deal with those, you can't just deal with the addiction, right? Exactly. You deal with the whole person. You know, one thing we're finding with our substance abuse program is the women may come in for their addiction, but when they start to tell their story, they're really in a domestic violence relationship. So then we deal with that. Hmm. Or they have significant trauma in their past, and so then we're dealing with that. So yeah, it does kind of uh, ripple effect into other areas of their life. Right. And in, in a general sense, when a woman comes to Mariposa, how long is she engaged in the, what you do for her? It just depends. We've had clients that have been with us for a couple years, uh -huh. or maybe they work through the goals of that treatment, and then they come back a few years later for something else. So it just depends on their need and, and how how much of a crisis they're in the time they they present for therapy so dr driver earlier you said that mental health doesn't know any socioeconomic boundaries and that I, I think that's completely true so my my question is what type of people is mariposa helping well if you think of it like this orange county there are people that have money that can afford services and there are people that don't have money and they qualify for county services right but there is a vast majority of people in the middle that don't qualify and they don't have the income those are the people that we really serve. Okay. So we are able to slide our fee and make it affordable for people that otherwise couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And one thing we do that makes us a little bit unique, I think, we offer free childcare on site for women because it, for, particularly for women, it's a barrier for them to get help sometimes. They don't have childcare, they don't have access, they don't trust people with their kids. Right. So we offer that Just on site. Just another worry, right? Exactly. So we offer that on site for them and it's free. Okay. So we really try to reduce as many barriers as we can for the women and we do serve men. It's about 25% of our clients oh, okay. are men. So okay. we do treat them because they are part of the family unit. Right. So 
What's your core philosophy? You, you've been with them for, I think you said, eight and a half years? Eight and a half years. And, and so now you're leading the organization as the CEO. I, I love to ask CEOs of organizations kind of what we call here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, your guiding principle. In other words, your core philosophies that you're using to really build the culture of Mariposa and take it to the next level. Can you share? Sure. Well, we uh, really spent some time around this as a leadership team and with the board and came up with our value set. And so it goes like this. It's CARE is the acronym. And C stands for commitment. We commit with our heart and our mind. And A is accountability. We are accountable to ourselves, to our community, and to each other. And respect. We value all uh, staff and employees and board. We value everyone. And then the last one is empower, and we really empower people and lift them up to make positive changes in their lives. And so our core value is care, mm-hmm. and because we do care about the work we do and the community that we serve. Mm-hmm. And how does that show up in your employees? You know, we really, um, really stress to our employees and our volunteers that if we respect ourselves and we stand up for ourselves, we're really mirroring for our clients what we would wish for them to do in their life. Mm-hmm. And so if we are able to have a good boundaries and positive communication and those things, we're doing much more than just the therapy. We are showing them and modeling them what a healthy relationship or a healthy individual looks like. This must be, I'm not a mental health professional, I don't play one on the radio or anything, but my sense is this is not a direct path from the person walks in your door and you guide them to the outcome that is in their best interest. There must be turns and twists in the counseling that you do, especially when they bring in these other issues that are contributing to their situation. Well, it's called life happens. Right. Life happens when we're working on a problem, something else could happen that maybe we need to deal with that as well. So as human beings, that's part of the human condition is that life happens to us whether we want it to or not. Mm -hmm. And so our clinicians are really able to meet the needs of our clients when they walk on their door each time Mm -hmm. they come to us. And that has to be an evolution of the person to getting comfortable with getting the help too, right? I mean, that's not always straightforward either. They may not know the help that they need. They may not, or they may not understand what the process of therapy is. And that's really what our clinicians do is walk them through not just the, the nuts and bolts of the counseling, but also the process. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we do at Mariposa, a big portion of what we do is professional development. And we don't talk about that very much, but we have any time from 25 to 50 interns uh, at our facilities, we're training them every semester, every year. So a lot of them are grad students. They're in at Cal State Fullerton or some of the surrounding universities or doctorate students, and they're doing their hours at Mariposa for licensure. Mm. And so we have trainings once a month for them. We do a lot of uh, supervision with them, and we're really developing the next generation of clinicians in Orange County. Mm-hmm. How has your practice, how has the practice in which you participate kind of changed and evolved as kind of other generations come in. Are, are you seeing the techniques on how you help patients differ now than maybe when you started? Uh, there's always new theories that, that come up in the field. I mean, what the the individual studying now in school is far different than what I studied in 20 years ago, and yet a lot of it's still the same. Sure. Uh, what I'm noticing in the last, you know, four or five years is the, the clients coming into our agency are experiencing a lot of complex trauma, a lot of trauma that we didn't see 10, 15 years ago. Really? And so what we're doing with our clients is a lot more um, trauma-informed or you know different kinds of modalities that maybe we wouldn't have used 20 years ago. 
And the other element that we're seeing and what we're we're meeting the need is technology. So mm-hmm. with technology and the advent of the internet, it's really opened us up to be able to provide services virtually for people that have transportation issues or they're homebound because there's a medical condition that they can't get into the office. And so we're able to provide services online for mm. them. And that's exciting. Right. Yeah, because you, you have a better reach then by doing that, I would and think. And people have greater access. So when you use the word trauma, and we're talking with Dr. Krista Driver, she is CEO of Mariposa Women and Family Center. When you, talk, when you use the word trauma, my lay ear hears like an event you know trauma it was like one thing and it and it reverberates and ripples through your life Mm -hmm. is is that a fair definition of trauma or is trauma can trauma be sort of just uh, your youth of spending those early years maybe not without without a home or trauma can be a single event so for example after route 91 happened in las vegas uh, we mobilized really quickly within a week of that event and opened up a support group for those individuals. Mm. And we were able to scholarship them for eight weeks. And that is a singular event that happened that was shared by, well, in Orange County, there's about 2,500 people that were there mm. um, that lived in Orange County. Of the 58 that were killed, 24 of them lived in Orange County. So there was a big impact right. in Orange County. And we mobilized and, and opened up a group for those individuals that had that one incident, that one event happened. But that it's complex, and what I mean by complex, it's multiple traumas that happen in someone's life that compound the next trauma. Hmm. So now those individuals from Route 91, especially the first year, within the first year after it happened, when the fireworks went off on the 4th of July or New Year's Eve, sure. they found themselves ducking under the table sure. because it was a PTSD response. Wow. So we were dealing with that, but now as they're a little more removed from that event and they've worked through some of that, we're able to work with other things in their lives, family relationships, and et cetera. So um, that's an example of complex trauma, multiple traumas versus one incident. One catastrophic event. Okay, so what, you know, I... uh whether it's a business or a nonprofit, and nonprofit is a business, just a different model, right? You're a corporation. You, yes. you, you're, uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. But um, what challenge is Mariposa facing? And can you talk about what you're doing to address that challenge? I think every nonprofit would say the greatest challenge we face is funding. And um, we have a staff that we, you know, that provide the services. And we also have the back of the house. Um, administrative staff and we have to somehow pay them and so (laughs) for us I know people want to get paid imagine Imagine that that. but you know for us we rely very heavily on grants and donations and our earned income so for us the challenge every fiscal year is how to get those grants and donations in the door so that we can then support our staff if we're able to sustain our staffing pattern we could scale it up we could bring in more clients we could serve more people if we had greater dollars to do greater things right it's always the challenge isn't it it's always the funding yeah it, that's the difference between a for-profit and a non-profit it's sort of like your customers are almost limitless if you just had the funding be able to reach them right, right. And, and for that's us the constraint here and for us to be able to continue offering services for free or for low cost right we need that funding the offset our expenses on that right and so for, for us to continue our mission it is critical that we get those donations and people that support us so I I like to talk with um, nonprofit organizations about speaking of funding usually they have some type of funding event a gala or some type of a 
you know, and I know that in May you have one planned. So can you tell us what your Mariposa is going to be doing in May? So Mariposa does one gala, one big fundraiser a year. So okay. this is it. Okay. Uh, this year it's May 16th. It'll be in Newport Beach. Everyone's invited. And it would be great if everybody showed sure, up. Sure, yeah. Right? It's outdoor venue. Um, it's going to be a street fair theme. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of interaction. It's mm-hmm. not your typical rubber chicken dinner. And okay. we're going to tell you a sad story. We really want people to be there and engaged and enjoy themselves. And so that is coming up. And one thing to note on the donations or anybody that we bring in at the gala, 92 cents on the dollar goes back into programming. 8% goes into our overhead. And you don't hear that very much That's in good. nonprofits. That's good. But we're dedicated to putting money back into our programs and expanding them and really meeting the needs of our community. Right. Yes, and and that's why we interview at least <clears throat> excuse me one nonprofit each month here. We've been doing it since we started the show. There are so many worthy organizations such as Mariposa, and some of the biggest challenge is getting the word out because it's hard to spend dollars against marketing expense, exactly. right? When you could do it in in your program. Well, if a nonprofit spends money on marketing, we would get shellacked right. by everybody. Yeah, but, it would be unhealthy. You know, in Orange County, there are about eleven thousand nonprofits, so there's a lot of nonprofits in the area, and you know, some people operate from a place of scarcity like there's not enough for everyone but there really is it's really just a matter of people knowing who who the nonprofits are right. a lot of great work being done in orange county right yes it is and and actually it was um a, a study commissioned by 1oc that i read how many nonprofits, and i thought you know i could probably name 20 but if i could they're probably recognized names right goodwill and go down the list right. and from my perspective on this show while i've had goodwill and others on the show my focus is more for the middle market nonprofits that could use this exposure a little bit more to maybe get one or two more people to come to your gala right. or become involved in your cause sit on a board or sit on, on your board we need board members you're right. always looking to board development right that's, right. that's always a constant you know, challenge as, as myself as a ceo i'm i don't work in a vacuum mariposa doesn't work in a vacuum we partner with a lot of other nonprofits. So we, you know, don't want to reinvent what somebody else is doing. Right. So they may do the shelter and we come in and do the mental health. Mm-hmm. So we do partner with several nonprofits in Orange County. So let's talk about the future, Dr. Driver. Where do you see the organization going? We'll have you back on in a couple of years. What's going to be different? Well, you know, first we'll continue our staple programs, our individual couples, families, um, counseling. We also pay attention to what's walking in our doors. So if we're having a lot of pregnant women that are IV drug users, we're going to, of course, open programming for that. So we'll always be moving with the current in Orange County, what the needs are. Um, but the big thing for us in the future is this virtual counseling program that uh, we were lucky enough to get some funding uh, to do this. And I will actually be taking clients again wow. for the virtual. My specialty is the DNA people that find themselves on the surprise end of a DNA test. Hmm. And so I will be taking some of those clients virtually uh-huh. and stepping back into a clinical role because I value it. And it's important for me to stay close to the clinical side of the house. Right. So that's that's uh, the big thing I think we're going to see in the next year or so wow. in terms of our programming. Well, that's exciting because that, that feels like a lower cost way for you to be able to administer your services. Definitely too, right? keeps More the efficient, costs right. And, yeah. Low overhead. Lower you know, overhead. and we have so many clients now. We serve about 3,000 people a year. Wow. So it's a way to expand our services without needing more space. That too. Right. So and that's kinda, expensive. Kind of In Orange out. County, right? Exactly. Have you always been in Orange County? 
Yes, you, yes. So, always been in Orange County, okay, so, and we're also in San Juan Capistrano, which is still Orange County, but it feels sure. like a world away. Yeah, I so live we, in San Juan Capistrano. I know what you're we saying. We have an office down in San Juan Capistrano, okay. and then we're also in the city of Orange. Oh, that's great to know. So, how does someone get in touch with you, Dr. Driver, if they'd like to find out more about your organization? Yeah, the, um, our, our website is a great place to learn more about what we do. It's mariposacenter.org. I'm going to ask you to spell that. M-A-R-I-P-O-S-A okay. Center. C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And then uh, my personal uh, website is KristaDriver.com. Okay. And you spell that how? Krista Driver. K-R-I-D-E. Wait, wait. Who am I? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the I spot. I do like it. What's my name? Right. Um, K-R-I-S-T-A. Driver yeah. like a bus driver. D-R-I-V-E-R dot com. Thanks. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, so, you know it. you know it because you spelled it how many times? I don't times even know my name half the time. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being a friend of the oh, program. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. And giving a little bit of your time to share your story and your organization story. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Paul Roberts, thank you. We've got one more show in 2019, and then the year will be over. So I hope everybody's planning for some successful time with friends and family coming up, although this can be a stressful time as well, the holidays. Uh, I'd also like to thank our three producers without whom we could not do this show every week to the level that we do it. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R. A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company and organization in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 